Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line on the future of women's awakening, fulfillment and success with Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Limited and Didi Ananda Rashmika of Mujer Despierta. Hello, this is Beyond the Bottom Line, a monthly exploration about women's awakening and fulfillment so that all women may reach their full potential being their full feminine selves. Today, we're going to be talking about resilience. So, hi, Didi. Great to have you here with us again. Good to be here. Tell me, how do you see resilience and how do you see that as being so important to women and really using our full potential? Um, I think resilience is an important quality to develop. It's not something we're necessarily born with. Um, to develop in order to navigate through life in the way that we want, in, order that, in a way that fulfills us to achieve what we want to achieve. Because surely when we want to achieve something great, be it for ourselves or for the world or for my family or for the company, whatever it may be, I need to be resilient in dealing with the ups and downs. I can't be blown or um, thrown off my feet yes. um, too often. <laughs> can't always avoid it but not too often yeah. um, and I think resilience is major quality in dealing or navigating life and navigating life happily because it's not just a matter of um, tolerating stuff but resilience mean in my um, in my vocabulary or in my in my uh, understanding of it is something much more than okay just okay, we'll just get through it. No, it's, it's growing stronger so that what is going around and what's happening doesn't affect you in the same way. Something like a tree with deep roots doesn't get blown away. Yeah. doesn't get um, blown over. Yes. Yeah. I do have an, an English issue coming up very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Your English is great. Don't worry. <laughs> so, I know resilience, I think... It's incredible how resilient we can actually be mm. um, without even being aware of it. But I think also some people feel worried about their a failure or they really haven't done something right or they're trying to avoid any kind of problems, things like that. Whereas actually when you've got some setbacks, when you have to struggle when you look back on something that hasn't worked out, you can learn such a lot from it. Yeah. Also, if you keep a positive mentality, mm. it doesn't matter really how bad you thought it was at the time. You really can get through it and use it to help yourself in the future. And what you learn from it can help you be successful, not necessarily material success, but whatever it is, it can yeah. really help you be successful because you've learned a way not to do something, but yeah. you've also learned a way how you yourself can manage problems, how you can look forward and how you can stay positive. And yeah. I think that's very important. But also a lot of people say, Oh, I can't stay positive. It's too difficult. But being positive is a choice. And the way you react, well, in my opinion, okay, mm -hmm. um, the way you react 
to something is your choice. You know, you can decide to be really upset and stressed and almost um, swamped by it or drowned by it. Yeah. Or you can choose to look for something positive within it yeah. and just, you know, put your, your happy mind onto it and not your sad and stressed mind. Someone told me it once in this way, that if you have to get from A to B, you can choose whether to drag your feet or to dance. Yes, great. That is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I always remember that it's been 20 years. Yeah. Um, but, but I think this thing of being positive, of course, um, optimism is a great quality and being positive and everything, but sometimes this idea of being positive, what I've seen is that um, yes, okay, I'm positive, but inside not really feeling it. It's good to cultivate it on a conscious level, like to change our thinking about it. But what I think is uh, very helpful is to go one step deeper, mm -hmm. if which is part of uh, self-development, spiritual development, you know? like because within us we have the source of everything. Yeah. If I can connect to that source... I don't have to wake up thinking I'll be positive today or I'll be kind today or whatever it is. Yeah. I am. So we need to nourish that from within so that we don't change it only on the conscious level, like, but much deeper from inside. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> um, because it is, a, it is something we can cultivate, um, but sometimes when... What, what happens a little bit sometimes when now even more with social media and everything, everything is positive, looking bright, right? Yeah. That we become ashamed of sometimes feeling defeated or negative, like what you mentioned earlier. Actually, you mentioned so many things. Um, because <laughs> this thing of um, feeling failure and therefore avoiding problem, that's the biggest obstacle to building resilience, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But because we have this whole thing, this whole culture of being positive and we have to achieve and, and now everything is so visible because of social media, which before when there was, well, even longer ago when there was no internet, I mean, how many people were going to find out about it, right? Yeah. Um, but we, we have to be positive, we have to be achieving and everything like this. And that nourishes this idea of shame for when you're not being positive, when you're not achieving, yeah. which then can paralyze people to take risks. Yes. And not only, not only adults, but the children do the same. When they don't feel they can make mistakes, they'd rather not try. Yeah. And that stifles creativity and it uh, avoids the situations that can help you build resilience. Because what you said in the beginning, like we, we are so much more resilient than we think we are. When we need to be, you'll be amazed how much you can tolerate. Yeah. Right? and how much you can overcome it's not something necessarily choose to get into but when we need to do something you'll be amazed how much you can manage right yeah um and this this idea of struggle struggling makes you stronger in uh, in tantra and tantra yoga is struggle is the essence of life but it's important to remember that this struggle is not suffering yes because the struggle is towards something greater, better, stronger, stronger you, right? Yeah. Uh, suffering is more of a passive, something is happening to me and I can't handle it. Yeah. 
And uh, it's an important thing because sometimes in our upbringing, sometimes in our religious upbringing, there's a lot of emphasis on suffering and sin. Yeah. And, and we deserve to suffer because we're sinners and um, because we did so many mistakes and we did so, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, whatever religion may have different versions of it, um, but generally, even in a different religion, if we still live in a country that's predominantly Christian, we get a lot of that sinner complex, right? Oh, I know, it's awful. Well, yeah, and the guilt complex on top of that, because it was our fault from the very beginning. Yeah. And living in other countries where not non-Christian societies, they don't have the same heavy guilt feeling. That's right? wonderful. In fact, sometimes they're shameless about it. <laughs> that's, I've sometimes like, how can you... Ah, no, but how you don't feel guilty? No, an alien concept. <laughs> um, but but um, so so it's not a suffering. It's not something that happens to us. It's not because it's not a uh, because of guilt. We have to no. A struggle is a positive effort towards something better, towards becoming stronger. I mean, let, let, think of the example of someone who's in the gym. You know. Um, on the bench pushing weights. Yes. Why is he doing that? Is she doing that? Why is she doing that? Not because those weights have to go 10 centimeters up or how much is it? 30 centimeters, half a meter up. I mean, it's in order to train those muscles to become stronger. Yeah. And it, it is a struggle. Um, but, but so the purpose is to become stronger in the same way when we struggle, we become stronger. The problem is when we don't see the results immediately. Um, which, for example, I teach meditation and when you've meditated or you've tried to meditate, you know that your mind is a mad monkey. Sunday yes. school, rock, whatever, right? Yes. Um, so people struggle with concentration and then they say, look, nothing is changing. And I always tell the same metaphor. That if, there's, if you're on a road, mountain road, and there's a big rock on the road and you can't pass until you move that rock, right? Yeah. And you're pushing and you're pushing, you're pushing with all your might. And still the rock doesn't move. It looked like nothing has happened. But in the meantime, your muscles have become stronger. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the struggle is like that. We may or may not see the results. When we see the results, we get encouraged and you know, and then, and then we, we continue. But it's important that even when you don't see the results yet, you are becoming stronger in the process. And it's never a straight line up. Yes. So it's important not to have an aversion to that kind of struggle. Yeah. And would you say that you can develop more resilience by actively looking for struggles like that? Or on the way that you approach the, the setbacks that you have. So how, how do you think people can develop resilience the best? And how can they use their setbacks mm. in a positive, well, not in a positive, in a helpful way? <laughs> in a useful way. I'm, I'm not going to use the word positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I would not necessarily say that we have to go and search for difficulties. Uh -huh. Generally, there is plenty, but we might have put many under the carpet. Uh -huh. Generally, we have enough in our, um, in, on our path 
to to handle because because actually life works that way we get put on our path what we need to overcome and i can avoid it once two three times but if i don't i'm not going to deal with it now it will still keep coming back to me right because it's something that i need to learn in my uh, evolution yeah okay in my in my process of becoming perfect right or my self-realization whatever you want to call it um, even the most um, non-airy-fairy way to like become the best version of me. Yes. So if that's something I need to learn. But um, I think it's important to think, to, to, to see what's under the carpet. What have I, have I been putting under the carpet? Have I been putting off a situation? Maybe I have to talk to some family members about something that has really been bothering me. But instead of dealing with it, I just pretend nothing happened. And, um, you know, we see each other with Christmas and whatever other occasions and we just say hi, you know, but inside it's all dark feelings about this person, this situation, whatever it is. Why not confront that situation? You know, like that's just an example that came to mind. But I think in the same way, there are things that we've been avoiding. Maybe we've been avoiding talking to someone or dealing with a situation at work. We've been, because generally we're really good at avoiding. Yes. Avoiding confrontations um, because it will be a very unpleasant process and it may be and you may not be able to resolve it but knowing that you have done your best that and that you've been honest about it you've been sincere with yourself and you're not you know it's not about your ego trip but you've been sincerely for the welfare of you the other person the situation been trying to resolve it that is a that's that's the the game no? yeah yeah and do you think that our age comes into it at all or do you think gender comes into it at all so are women more or less or equally resilient as men and are young people better than older people or older better than younger or do you think that's all totally irrelevant i um well starting with the age after the gender i think um it depends a lot on the attitude yeah Mm -hmm kids are growing up with mm-hmm. and what they have gone through you know sometimes you see teenagers they are extremely mature and resilient because of what they have gone through and how they have uh, grown in the process yes. and sometimes we see adults that are still living even irresponsibly right yeah so i don't think uh, age in the sense um it depends on the life path more than on, on the years, yeah. right? Now, in terms of gender, I recently came across something very interesting because when we talk about resilience, we're talking about dealing with stress, right? Yeah. And um, until, I think, 20 years ago, um, the, 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 the idea was that um, there's two ways to respond to stress, fight or flight, yeah. right? The two usual responses. Yeah. What it turned out that all that research was based mostly on men. I think something like 17% of the people researched were women. 17. Oh, good lord. Yeah. (laughs) When you start reading these things, sometimes I don't know if, um, you know, it's incredible. Okay. Um, So 20 years ago, a woman decided to research, (laughs) you know, um, the full picture. Yeah. And she found there is another way to deal with stress that women do. Yeah. And it's called tend and befriend. 
Really? Yes. Yes. It's extremely interesting. And um, basically, you see, from a from a um, the perspective of when we were still living in caves or in tribes, um, not in our current situation. Um, men maybe could fight or flight, but women who would have the responsibility for the family, they couldn't just run. Yeah. Right? Um, so there's another way to reach out and resolve in a different way. Yeah. And when I thought about it and I reflected on my experiences and I was trying to see if I could relate to some of that, and I could. I found examples where I didn't necessarily want to fight or flight. I was trying to approach that person or, or the group of people trying to come to a different kind of resolution. That's and it makes perfect sense to me in the psychology of women because um, more feminine quality, and I'm, I'm using these words masculine and feminine, feminine doesn't mean that only women have feminine qualities, only men have male qualities, yeah. masculine qualities. But it's a more feminine quality to search for cooperation. It's more relational. Yes, yes relational. Um, it's more the process, it's more the, the cycle, the, the, the cooperative part of it, right? And in that image, this idea of tent and befriend makes perfect sense. And recently, I'll give you an example. Um, with a woman who, who'd never heard of this, this kind of research, obviously, um, she is Argentinian, I met her recently, and she told me, um, when she started working in a particular job, she found out she was the first woman in the company because before the previous boss, previous owner did not want any women in the company. Now his son took over and he wanted to change things. So she was the first woman hired. She yeah. said the first weeks, every night I came down, I came home crying. Mm -hmm. And after a few weeks, I decided I either have to change something or I have to leave if I want to live. Yeah. Right. Um, and we're talking about, uh, maybe 20 years ago in Argentina, which, you know, has a certain amount of macho culture. Yes. And um, then she, she found, she, she observed who was the ringleader in, in what was going on in the office. You know, the kind of teasing, the comments, the, the attitude, everything. Yeah. And she found who was kind of the leader. And then she found out that very soon um, it was his birthday. Yes. And most of these men... And he, this man included thought women's place was in the kitchen, etc., etc. Yeah. And to serve them, obviously. Yeah. What yeah. she did, it amazed me. What she did, she made him a birthday cake. I was sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said they relate to women in terms of food and yeah. being served. Yes. If that's what they will see, I can do that part too. Yeah. So they cannot deny that she's a woman. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so she did that. And of course, he was, he was blown away. He, he, didn't, he could never expect that because he, I'm sure in some part of their conscious, they're aware of what they're doing, right? But yeah. they possibly didn't know any other way to re relate to women either. Yes. Because many times he said, we have to remember that even someone who behaves in a <clears throat> non-empowering way, like this man in her office, yeah. he probably didn't know any other way to deal with women. And he wasn't being very resourceful in finding out, perhaps, whatever. You know, um, it's not an excuse, but it's a, it's an under, it's a reason to help understand, you yeah. know, um, why he's doing like that. It broke the ice. And he says, he said, we were still not best friends, yeah. but it changed everything. And actually after that, 
every time it was someone's birthday, they would put some money together and go out for lunch together. So yeah. she changed something in the company culture. But just this act, I mean, who would have, who would have thought of reaching out to someone who's been bothering you at work? Yeah. yeah. With a loving gesture saying, look, you know? Yeah. So this for me was like an example of this tent and befriend. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I do think there are differences in gender on how we deal with certain stressful situations, certain challenges. Yeah. And there's another way in which I've noticed a difference um, in terms of uh, dealing with, well, in, in terms of resilience, um, which someone shared with me who's been involved in a, in a lot of relief work. Yeah. Right? Straight after a natural disaster, um, the men jump in and do the initial work very, you know, full with full energy and everything like this. But they don't necessarily last a long time. Yes. While women, they have maybe a slightly lower pace, but in the long run, they continue much more. I mean, they continue in the long run. They have the stamina. They have the stamina. So they're, they're running the marathon, whereas the men are doing the, the sprint. Right. And I thought that was an interesting, um, interesting concept. And it's not to say one is better than the other, yes. but it's, again, another way in which we can see how we can be complementary. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, th I think it's very interesting because I, I don't know where it comes from, but whenever I think of resilience, I yeah. think of women. You know, it's it just to me, and I'm not trying to be gender biased, but it's just a sort of an instinctively in my head. Yeah. I just think of women as being more resilient than men um, and more capable of weathering problems in a less injured way or managing better with the, the problems that are around them. And yeah. I don't know whether it's, as you mentioned earlier, maybe it's to do with we bring up children, we have to care for the people, or we normally care for the people around us. We think about a more global view of it and about what's happening to people around us. So maybe that gives us um, an extra vision or an extra range. But all of the people I know who've had problems or who've had things to overcome yeah the majority i've seen who've done it with the greatest success and the the lesser amount of stress i wouldn't say no stress because there's definitely stress but they seem to to manage it more completely and it always seems to be women that manage to do it yeah. it's almost like we have Maybe it's our sixth sense, you know, that's developed in a different way, but we seem to have a, an extra skill that lets us manage things more easily. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, there is something. I think it, is, it has something to do with this idea of the, the cooperation, the building a base, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, which requires a certain, certain kind of uh, quality of resilience, which is... You know, and if, if that's in our nature to do that, yeah. there are certainly there are certainly differences. Yes, yeah. And so, do you have anything that you would advise, or any tips or strategies for people that are really struggling 
and I don't mean some really catastrophic struggle, you know, it can be a small thing as well, but something that they're being distracted by that's irritating them or it's just eating away and they're fed up with it and they want to turn the page or move on or find a different way out um, and feel more optimistic about what's going to happen and less stressed. Do you have any ways of helping this? So basically expanding our resilience to, to encompass more. Mm. Well, something that very basic that sometimes I ask myself, um, because it's a matter of having the courage to face something, to take a risk, right? Yep. In order to grow. Um, sometimes I just ask myself, what's the worst that could happen? Yes. Bearing in mind that one of the biggest regrets, which we've mentioned in previous months, um, of the dying, the, the top five regrets of the dying, right, um, is to not have taken the jumps they wish they would have taken, to not have tried, to make the effort to fulfill dreams they had. You know, like the regret of not having done something is greater than having made mistakes. Yes. So sometimes just asking myself, what is the worst that could happen? Yes. And then if you're counting your losses, um, someone once told me when I was struggling a lot to make ends meet with a project and I felt defeated. And okay, the most important thing is you do your best because that's the only thing you can do. Okay, fine. We all know that. Yeah. But then he said something. He said, if you lose money, you lose nothing. Now, we have to be a little bit relative because, of course, you know, we need something to live. I'm not trying to say that we don't need any money. Yeah. But we don't necessarily need that much money is what we think, right? Or if in, a, in an endeavor we lose money. Okay, so if we lose money, we lose nothing. If you lose your health, you lose something. But if you lose your character, you lose everything. Yes. Right? So in what we are facing, what, like if we don't take a chance if we don't confront that particular situation, I may have, I may be compromising something of me for my character. Yeah. Right. When I confront it, maybe I will lose a business partner. Yeah. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because at the end of the day, we're talking about character, your growth, your integrity and, and your resilience, because when you are strong and resilient, you can always build up again. Yeah. And much in a much uh, stronger way than if you're dependent on someone because I don't want to lose this, for example, business partner. So I will not say I become his slave. Yes. Not partner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think uh, be brave. Think what's the worst thing that can happen and think about what's the most important to you. Is it you, your growth, your strength, your future? Yeah. Then be brave. Go for it. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. I think that's a great way to finish talking about resilience. So <laughs> thanks, Dee Dee. Thanks, everybody who's been listening in. Don't forget you can hear us on the first Wednesday of every month here on Women Up Radio. And we're strong supporters of Dee Dee's uh, project, Mujer Despierta. So next month, we are going to talk about ideals that have been imposed on us. And so whether what we're doing is really what we freely want or whether we've 
unintentionally taken on other people's ideals and either we're unaware or we don't know how to get out of them. Anyway, that's great for today. Thanks again, Didi. Thank you, everybody. Don't hesitate to send in any questions or feedback or any topics that you'd like us to talk about. And you can find both Didi's and my contact details and social media at the bottom of the page, womenup.global slash radio. Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line on the future of women's awakening, fulfillment and success with Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Limited and Didi Ananda Rashmika of Mujer Despierta.